take two men that happen to be cousins who share a common codependency on movies, put them in a room, and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? A corpulent cornucopia of cinematic scrutiny we call The Finleys on Film. What's the loneliest you've ever been? Spontaneous question. What's the loneliest you've ever been? The loneliest I've ever felt. God damn. That's a lot. I'm, I'm drawn from a deep well over here, I, I feel, but... Uh, When's the most having most hair on your head you've ever felt? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I got that's, a great head of hair, so that's... Uh, that's well, magnificent, I think. It's <laughs> pretty gross right now, but I mean, someday, Fabio, yeah. so... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Most lonely I could ever remember. Mm-hmm. When I got denied leave... In, uh, I was in the, the Navy. Mm-hmm. I was in Rhode Island, yeah. clear across the country. And they denied my leave, so I had to spend Christmas Eve just wandering around the, uh, the port of Newport. Oh, so you were on land. <coughs> yeah, and it was snowing. So and how were you denied leave if you're, already on, if you're off the ship? How does this work? I was in trouble with my boss. But, I mean, where do you have to stay? Oh, no, you stay on the ship. Oh, so you are you were on the ship? I was, yeah, I was on the ship, but they would not allow me to, to you know get on a plane and come back to California. Oh, so you could you could sort of mosey around the docks essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like had, you had to be in sight. I, I had parents. liberty, but not leave. Yeah. Oh, could you go, no, could went, you go into town? Yeah, I went into town. This mm. is I'm talking about wandering around like just an abandoned waterfront in mm-hmm. um, like a fisherman's wharf sort of an area, yep. a little classier. Yeah, yeah. In uh, downtown Newport, Rhode Island, even the bars were closed. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> fucking sad. Dude. Oh, that is sad. That was Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it. That's the most d- distinctly Charlie Brown I could remember. Ah, that's interesting feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I was just thinking about a uh, a Christmas in <laughs> one time. You really deserve to be a lonely, lo- Tom. <laughs> it was Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. I was uh, I was working as a shoe salesman, humble brag, and I uh, somehow I I didn't wasn't wearing Christmas Day, but I couldn't get anything off around it, so I had to stay in Los Angeles mm-hmm. as a eighteen year old on Christmas. And so I think I watched like Annie Hall and drank tequila all day. Oof, God damn it. Okay. Good combo. Good combo. Yeah, Underrated. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, the, my mom calls to wish me, and, and your dad gets on the phone. And he goes, What have you been up to, pal, or something? And I said, nah, I'm just sitting here watching the movie, drink some tequila, and wagging off, my friend. And he goes, Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, let's have a good uh, Christmas. What the hell's wrong with this guy? What's, what's wrong with this guy? And it turns out it was not your dad. It was my mom's new boyfriend. Nice. Yeah. Okay, it was Ron? Yeah, it was Ron. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dad would have gotten that. Oh, yeah. He would have said, let me put the little lady on here for you. <laughs> anyway, this is apropos of nothing, but sort of something, no, because we watched no, no, no. a fucking a movie, and uh, it's been... We I, we tried to do an episode about it for a week, a week or so. And a, a, week, a week and a half. Maybe. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to put it on you, but it's not really on you, because you said, I got to get this movie out of my head for a second. Fuck yeah. And I, I, yeah, all right. And then I couldn't get it out of my head. I saw it again, by the way. You did, okay. I saw it with my wife recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I've seen it twice in a week, and it's sticking with me, man. 
That's a crazy movie. Yeah, it really is. And, I'm, and I wasn't kidding. I really want to get it out of my head because it's every time I think about it, it's hard for me to stop. Like, I have to physically make myself kind of stop thinking about it. And I can't tell you how many, like, speeches I've dry run to my fucking bedroom that I was going to do for this today. Oh, really? I just have a lot of thoughts going on. Why don't you start us off, then, man? It's just, we're talking about The Lighthouse, which is a movie from 2000... Recent. 19. 19, yeah. yeah. Okay. 2019. Um... God damn! There's, I have so many, I have questions that I want to run by you because I want your take on it. Well, give us the, the the essential plot, and then we can sort of talk about it. Okay, uh, Robert Robert Patterson is uh, a guy. By the way, you know what he's famous for, right? Twilight. Yeah, yeah. No fucking idea. That, oh, you didn't the, know that? Not seeing the movie for as long as I did had a lot to do with I didn't know that I trusted him as an actor. But he, no, of course. But I'm going to say he did. I think he did a pretty damn good job. I would say he's about 80% on this. Every once in a while, his Robert Patterson is sort of shown through, yeah. barely. And, and Much more than I expected, though. Like, oh, he was a way better than I thought. And, yeah. and I think the only reason the 80% or the 20% is comes to mind at all mm-hmm. is because of Will, Willem Dafoe. Okay. It's right. just crazy good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, let's, that's, okay. let's walk through Willem Dafoe. What are the great Willem Dafoe roles? Platoon, even though Platoon. I think you and I both agree Platoon kind of sucks, he's great in it. Yeah, yeah, he's tremendous in that. Um, he was really good as a Green Goblin, I hate to say it. He was the best thing about that fucking movie. Mm. That's the first Spider-Man movie. Um, oh, I remember that. I, I mean, never saw Temptation right. of Christ, so I don't know how good he was in that. Um, uh, the English Patient. He's great in that. Yeah, he was the guy with no thumbs. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Ooh, that, was fucking, that was rough. <laughs> rough hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't, I'm having a hard time. Yeah, okay. Because he's mostly second banana in movies. Although or, he, or he, sharing a spotlight. He's had the, he had the promise early yeah. on. It's kind of like a Mickey Rourke story, but not quite as tragic. Like yeah, he, yeah. he could have been a contender, but uh, it turned out he made like... He either made his biggest, greatest contributions early... Or as a second banana, or in art house films, right? And he just didn't—he just didn't have. He doesn't light up a screen. He doesn't have a star quality. But he has the kind of quality you would attribute to, like a Laurence Olivier or something like that. So he, who I don't think was a screen lighter upper either. Really, he's just a great actor. You go right. like, boy, I'd love to see this guy on stage sometime. Right, right, right. But they, well, but they didn't. Sell, they they didn't strictly. Sell, they sold the movie the movie on the name as much as anything back then, which they do now. What what this? I'm sorry. I don't know that that made any sense. Okay, that's okay. all right. Back so um, other than that, let's see. He was in. Oh, he was. John Wick, but you know, yeah, that's another so, good movie, right? It's, a, it's an it's fun, it's fun movie. It's a bad movie though. Man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay, it's not Shakespeare, but yeah, or although, and then it tries to be, which movie. makes it that's that's why I stopped watching those fucking things. You watch more than one. I watched the first one. I think I watched the second one, and when they started yeah. to go, you know, when they started pulling out like, and thou shalt be judged, <laughs> like fuck you, and again, fuck you. I, I think mean, we made it through. I half love of the Ian first McShane one. so much, but Who's Ian McShane? stop it. Ian McShane is a kind of a character actor from like back in the sixties. He's not He's the father. Aged. The father is he? The, the father of the boy, the troubled boy. The in the first one, the troubled boy who won't listen to him and keeps giving no, Mr. no, Wick no, a no, hard no. Time. Ian, no. Ian McShane is the guy who runs the hotel. Yeah. In that, um, so Deadwood. Oh, okay. He was uh, Al Swearington. Uh, so yeah, he's yeah. got a lot of Shakespearean in him, but. 
It just it just got stupid, you know. This it was is, stupid from the get go. I mean, that movie well, it was, was just stupid. stuck on okay, ice. But, yeah, but it was stupid. But it was just stupid and stupid. It wasn't stupid in trying to appear. You mm, know, okay, like, like that Warchowski no. thing of ooh the. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you know what I mean? Just yeah. That everyone's wearing a white suit or a black suit, and it's right, right, shut right. up. Yeah. Stop being mannered. <laughs> I, want, I want to see. Yeah. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. And don't forget, he's in one of the worst. Now I'm losing track of it. God damn it! The uh, oh, Willem Dafoe. He's in one of the worst movies of all time. It might be like the third worst movie of all time. And for some so reason, like Godfather Two. No, Godfather Two. <laughs> Uh, oh, I hate this movie so much. It's so bad. Ah, oh, this is killing Boondock Saints. Oh, good lord! <laughs> well, this almost has that same quality that I hated. Who's in the John porn Wayne? star that, that went to prison recently? The fat guy with the mustache, the most famous porn star of all. Oh, Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy is in this movie, and he's not <coughs> the worst actor. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's a dreadful movie, and Willem Dafoe's in it, and he yeah. plays a detective, but he only solves crimes when he can put Mozart on the headphones. Right. Oh, almost the exact same thing I was talking about with John Wick. Okay, where got it's it. Yeah, just, yeah. There's just the, the, we 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 give away you know interesting or making any fucking sense in the name of making something appear stylish. That's but you a see lot. Him, you see him in a movie like this or. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or uh, the English Patient, or yeah, I mean, whatever. Even even yeah. his part in Platoon, and it's like he he clearly know. I mean, he given his own druthers, he he makes fucking great, you know, movies. He great acting decisions, and it's not like a um, a Burt Lancaster situation where it's like he's got some sort of deal where like he makes Sweet Smell of Success and then runs on that run deep, like a back George and Clooney, right, a yeah. back and forth type of thing to mm-hmm. keep it going he either makes really good movies or fucking shit it's gotta get paid I guess you know? I guess so okay so let's back it up here okay so it's William Defoe uh, this Pattinson Robert kid. Pattinson yeah. Robert Pattinson Robert and Pattinson they're, uh, they're in a lighthouse that's like like the remotest lighthouse in North America right in the 19th no yeah, yeah 19th century mm-hmm. um, and they go slowly mad. Like that's yeah. the thing. Now, okay. Well, I mean, See, this, this, there we go. Yeah, Pattinson goes mad. There's a good chance that Defoe's character was already mad. There's not a not an undecent chance. He's not. There's no. He's not a thing. He's not a person in this thing. Or that he's he's not mad at all. Or or or. This is one of those movies because he made the guy mad, or you know. Well, you said I, our our uh, friend uh, Evan made the proclamation last time, or he passed on this idea that a, a great movie can't be spoiled. I don't know that I completely agree with that, but I will say this: I think when you see hmm. the trailer for this, you you kind of know what it's about. Now, right here's another spoiler: you kind of don't because yeah. there's some things you don't know. Yeah. But but you kind of know that aspect of it. Okay, mm-hmm. if they're in a lighthouse, go man. But but in in this case, Evan's sort of proclamation I think rings true because as soon as you understand the the madness part of it, the loneliness, the isolation part of it, you just want to see the boats gently sink into the water. Yeah, uh, metaphorically speaking, I mean you're, you're just willing to sort of like, yeah, okay, I get what's going to happen here. Let's see how it happens. Right, and it's marvelous. It's kind of awesome. Too. It's fucking crazy. I, good. That's the thing. I also wanted to know if I liked it. I had to sit back mm-hmm. and think about it for a while. I'll, okay, so I'll hear a couple of my comments about this movie. One, at the time, I made mention of, oh, sorry, uh, I made mention of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's not a Lovecraft movie. Lovecraft is, uh, is, is madness based on the, su- on the purely supernatural. 
He's a, this is a movie about it. This is an Edgar Allan Poe story. Okay, wait. So just to be clear, you never thought it was actually a Lovecraft story. No, no, no. But no, you're no, saying no. your analogy or comparison to Lovecraft is... Yeah, my initial comparison when I was when we were watching it was, yeah. well, this looks very Lovecraft right here. Mm-hmm. Because... Beasts, yeah, he was having a he was having a hallucination about the other person turning into like some unspeakable monster thing. Uh-huh. Um, but no, this is this is madness of the completely banal. Pretty much, this is Poe. This is a, this is one of the best Poe mo- movies I've ever seen. Well, yeah, he didn't write it, but it's got that yeah. quality. Up. And when we're talking about madness, we're not talking about that's the other thing. Like as a modern American, I'm like, well, what kind of I wonder what kind of mental illness that really represents. Fuck that. This is madness in the old, yeah, old, old around fashion. the campfire, scared of this fucking crazy person. Right, right, right. Madness. Like, just mad madness. That's funny that you say Poe, because I I mean, that's it sounds reasonable to me. It, what I like about this this film is is that I think it draws on, like, a bunch of yeah, things. A lot of things going people. on. Yeah. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's Hitchcock. It's Kubrick. It's... Yeah. It's a little Kurosawa. bit... Kurosawa. <laughs> got a couple oh, of things. that's interesting. Kurosawa. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, um, so there's that. I got to say, oh, this is something. I think the cinematography in this movie is some of the best I've ever seen. Yes. I, I say that because this is the only... This is the movie that has gotten the, the closest to smell vision that I've ever seen in a movie. Hmm. Like, I could smell that fucking thing. I could smell that, that island with seaweed and asshole. And yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. Seaweed asshole. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was my first band. <laughs> yes, right. but it, it just had that quality of like, yep. like it was, there was an, there was it was black and white yep. and still managed to be immersive in a sensory. Not sense. just black and white. I forget what it was called pre nineteen fifty three. Fifty three is when they came out with Cinemascope, like yeah. the widescreen, and that became something else. It was a different process, but the, the screen remained wide, mm-hmm. which is what caused the whole pan and scan controversy about mm-hmm. films on TV. Blah blah blah. Letterbox, but. This goes back to the, the 1952 and before square screen right. format. So it's black and white, yeah. square screen. Mm-hmm. The fucking cinematography, I mean, you're being much more poetic than, than I'm thinking about, which is, that's the more you know salient comments. But but just like, oh, yeah. of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> This is like a fantasy. I must be going crazy. Uh, it, it's like the black and white, it's like it goes from inky, inky dark to like bleached out but always mm. it, it never feels like it's it's trying too hard to do it it just seamlessly goes back and forth between right. these two worlds which i think adds to the it, it has such a, a a literary quality and by literary quality i think i mean like lit professors studying their own assholes like <laughs> but now when he did that no that was that moment he said that that represented that but it's like you kind of don't mind it even though i can't figure out all the, the literary sort of analogies here it's like mm-hmm. you just feel um, engaged intellectually thinking about what all the things could mean and you started the ball rolling Tom like is now is is Willem Dafoe even there oh, okay, well, is he having you know you have all these questions here's the fundamental question that's killing me on this one and this has much more to do with art than it does with this movie in particular mm-hmm. so this movie was it a surrealist depiction of a man going crazy mm-hmm. or realistic depiction from the inside of, of the head of a man going crazy because if it's strictly surrealism, then the only real measurement you can have is the intention. Uh, I How's think that I want. Th- no, no, I can't quite. I, I, I want to follow see why you. I but get, to get this the fuck out. No, no, but just restate it or something. Because I, I think I, I feel like I know what you're up to here, but I, I there's just not enough meat. Give me some meat, Tommy. Well, I want to zip your pants back up. Because, 
was not much meat. <laughs> well, uh, um, get the toothpicks out. Um, so just <laughs> <laughs> what would I use? To, oh, just to, to conjure the beast out. <laughs> okay, they would um, stick it through like a, a yeah, Vienna I mean, sausage. Like, I mean, surrealism was definitely a part of this, but again, was this like? You know, like the world or the perception of mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's character in particular. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of moments where, and and it's like, um, don't worry, dear listener, all, all six of you, um, don't let this scare you off because it's it just flashes of this happening where it's so almost Bergman-esque that you're like, okay, oh my God, no. yes. but only a couple. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy throughout. Mm-hmm. I would say half of the movie is just insanity. Right. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, like, there's a scene I remember particularly where he sort of flashes on being on the beach. And all of a sudden, I think it's William Dafoe, but it's not exactly clear. He's like um, Nep- the god Neptune. And he-, he does this sort of side, like, statuesque. And it, it becomes sort of like a-, a Greek art piece. And you're like, what the fuck? But it's like, oh, there's a little foothold into, like, maybe I've- we're all crossing over into Robert Patterson's mind. Right. But you're not sure because it might no. just be temporal. Right. And there are some things that are so gritty, baby. And, oh. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll give it back to you because I'm all over the place. You're more you're more uh, composed than I am. But but also a movie. It's not a comedy, but there are some very uh, fucking, fucking funny things in this movie. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Well, because I think again, I mean, it's like this is madness on the like based on the banal. My favorite thing in the my favorite mo- moment in the whole movie is when he when Patterson's first meets William Defoe's character and the yep. first com- the first bit of dialogue out of Defoe is a fart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what he goes crazy sh- about it later on. And the fox! The fox! Oh, and the, the other thing, too, is, okay, so Willem Dafoe, I wanted to not like it, but he was so fucking compelling. At one point, Pattinson's character points out how cartoonish Yes, he does. He is. The first, the first 90 seconds, like, I was what? like, oh, God. Because yeah. Willem, Willem Dafoe was just like, ah, oh, my tag. You know, like, it's crazy. And I'm like, oh, gee, how's this? He's the guy who taught Popeye to speak. You know? He fucking, he just draws you in. He commits to it so well. He yeah. just absolutely draws you in, cartoony mm-hmm. or not, into this old lighthouse captain's And I don't character. think he was probably that cartoony, really. I mean, if Maybe you were going to like yeah. somebody, like that guy from that station in the 19th century, probably right. did talk an awful lot like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But goddamn, he just particularly, you know, in comparison to Pattinson, yeah, he's yeah, he just looks like you, you just want to hate that. I wanted to hate it. Well, here's a, here's a here's it simply could not going back to the the kind of quote unquote literary moments where it's like one of the themes seems to be don't spill the beans, like because there are all these stages in the film where, especially on Patterson's part, when when stuff is revealed, mm-hmm. things like the gears slip. In his mind, in the situation, everything else, and so you have this moment where, where in, in a traditional film, it's about people bonding and getting closer in that situation because they're having the talk, whether it's the Breakfast Club or anything else, like yeah. the, the the scene where everyone goes, "I've always been afraid of this," mm-hmm. to the point where William Defoe's character is even saying, "Like, don't tell me the truth, don't tell me the truth," and and Patterson uh, because he's mad and because they start to drink, you know, like it. it I, I not since, by the way, side note, since uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf have I seen such great usage of people getting drunk in order to forward the madness in yeah. the movie, but they yeah. are. In 
insane in this movie once they start drinking. Well, particularly when they, when they start drinking kerosene, for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, right. But the thing is, the truth can't be let out. The truth is one of the beasts yeah, in this movie. that, yeah, you, And yeah. it's like, don't let the truth out because it's going to fuck everything up. Right. And their conversation scenes like do that great thing of simultaneously drawing them together. Yep. And separating them all at the same time. And you feel you feel betrayed or you've witnessed betrayal all the time. Yeah. But you keep getting drawn back into trusting. Right. The trust you want them to have for each other and constant betrayal. Again, a little like uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. Yeah. yeah so yeah. but and, and so the by I don't want to mention this part of what happens, <coughs> but but by the end of the film, Patterson is is treating Defoe in a certain way. Yeah. And and it's so normally over the top, but it it it, it it's the pattern of like a, a great nineteenth century story where you're just like you can't believe the depths of depravity or mm-hmm. or humiliation that have happened to one character or both characters. Right, right. And again, you don't even know if Defoe actually is a is a is a real thing. <laughs> like he could not be. This could yeah. all be inside of his head. I, I side with he is. Yeah, yeah. Because me it, too. I think it's slightly more interesting that mm-hmm. way. There's the thing. I'm going to give this away, but again, it's one of those things. Yeah, where nobody it, wants Jacob's ladder. Oh, he was asleep the whole time. Yeah, nobody wants. No, that no, shit. no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Um, but and and it, the one like I guess you'd call it like seafaring trope or something that that appears a la Samuel Coolridge, you don't mind, and that's the killing of the of the the seabird. Yeah. And the consequence, and it's like, by the way, it's not even like the main driver in the it's movie. So it's funny just too. one more gear in the movie that yeah. sort of accelerates it to this insane mm. sort of set of happenings here. I, yeah. It's like we're afraid to talk about what the movie is, and I, I, and having just said, like, you can't spoil a good movie, but it's like it's one of those movies also where we went in the right way. Yeah. I've looked at this movie for three years or four years, going like, ah, oh, that looks like it could be good, but I don't want to know too much about it. I'm glad I didn't study it or <laughs> read an essay about it right. or anything else. Uh, it's cr- it's just absolutely uh, mesmerizing yeah. at almost all times and engaging and has so many parts to it. Given that it's a film that takes place completely on a small island with two characters, I mean, I guess it's like Sleuth in that way. Mm-hmm. Which I think you and I are both fans of, right, but right. but I would say much more frantic and engaging than yeah. Sleuth, and doesn't have any of the sort of like sort of nineteen seventies missteps or something that Sleuth might be charged with. Given that it's in this small space, sort of siloed between these two characters, the amount of things that happen in this movie is really yeah, remarkable. Right, more and they're than hard most to, movies. They're very hard to explain too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I can give you the necessary um, description of that. Did you notice this, by the way? I mean, obviously yes. you you did notice it, but did you really notice it? I didn't notice it until the second time. The um, First half of the movie, or let's say third of the movie, the overwhelming sound is the is the air in the horn, and yeah. it's, it's driving the new guy crazy, right? Okay, that's a funny thing, or that's an interesting thing. That sound actually goes away about a third of the way in the movie, and is replaced by strings, uh, by cellos, sort of like so the music becomes the music, like it becomes manufactured in some way. Right. That's not that interesting. I would, I, well, no, actually, I thought that actually brings me to a point I wanted to get to, which is. Like there's there's uh, this movie does something really interesting, which is it takes some things that are in other horror movies that are kind of modern, and it does a better job with them. Let's hear it. So I'll just go with the the movie The Ring. You ever see that? No. Okay. Well, they use the the okay. So the same thing with the same the whitewash the um, the film style. Yeah. Is featured inside of the movie The Ring. Okay. But it's like a student. It's like it's like a yeah. student Blair movie Witchy. project. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And so, 
it works because it it brings a level of creepy to the table for yeah, sure. sure sure and that works also in this so that's fine but the other thing that this movie did i think better was its sound design yes the the, the ring is crazy. almost all about is almost all sound design the actual the actual like bad horror moments mm-hmm. are all a result of the sound design yeah in the ring i didn't like that part of it mm. I started off not caring for that in this movie, yeah. but I ended up really loving it. That's Foghorn, man. Jesus Christ. And that, the goals. The Telltale Heart. Yeah. Is what that is. Sure. Is really like almost exactly like, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the sound design is. Sometimes it feels like it's a little too intrusive, yeah. but the intrusion is the necessary. It goes art right here. up to the edge, which is mm-hmm. what our favorite movies do. Sometimes they go right up to where you're not supposed to go, but you do it well. The, the editing, Apple Dumpling Gang, yes, <laughs> right. The editing is like that too. That that sort of mm. sense of like they're in a it, just one of the many moments where they're in an insane screaming match, and then it cuts and they're slow dancing to music, <laughs> and it's like that's that easily could seem like a, a film student, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, look at the juxtaposition, man. But somehow. The this this movie pulls it off, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I highly and, and, recommend. And just, I'm going to bring in a very personal note here. By the time mm-hmm. we got done with this, I think yeah. we did something. I think we had mutually irritated each other at the end of the movie. Oh well, it wasn't mutual. So let me know. Oh no, you were just annoying. You, you what did I do? I kind of felt a little annoyance from you. Yeah, well, and, and, and I was like, you know what? I think that might be the movie talking to me. So oh, I just interesting. Up. I just assumed I did something stupid. But your I, mouth opened. Words <laughs> came I, I, out. I said, mmm. Yeah. No, I have no answer for that. But I, but I deliberately mm. stopped. I refused just because of the movie. We watched. I know. I, I said that after that. the movie. I go, hey, you want to do something? I got to go. I'm out of here. <laughs> I was tired, but I also needed to think about it. But not as long as I did think about it. So yeah. anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Mm. I want it. I want, God damn it. This is a good movie. It's just a... Um, it's, it's one of those movies that show you what movies can do. Yes. Movie. It's one of those movies that shows you what movies can do. Yes, I agree. Because yeah, every movie is... Almost every movie is a novel. But this is a good... Yeah. Crazy novel. It's you know? absolutely... This goes beyond the novel format. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy it. Right. Yeah. I, I. This is... I, you know... I kind of this is why I want to get you into the Ari Aster movie Ari Aster movies because it has the same quality whether you end up liking a person ends up liking them or not of just going like that's what people think of yeah and I didn't that you know you could hate this movie but I'd recommend you go see it anyways you know my wife was saying too that she thought oh this movie seems like it was kind of built for the theater experience and I thought yeah except that it's Mm -hmm. also a movie that's bound to not spend much time in the theaters right 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 far too artsy uh yeah, but God damn! Did, did, did she give you a commentary on this? Yeah, which she, she, oh. she <laughs> <laughs> could not stand it. Didn't like it. Didn't uh, find. You know, this is this is a, a, a it, it's. I don't think this is gendered specifically either. This is something I've noticed about some people. My wife doesn't hate violence in movies, but it can actually turn her away from. Parts of a movie, and I know people like that, where it's just like if there, there's something to I, you and I just don't have. It. I mean, we're also sort of uh, we're under the tutelage of a maniac who, eight we're, years old, he's showing us "I Spit on Your Grave," you know, family number one. But on the other hand, he shared that with you. <laughs> on the other, so I mean, I'm sure we come out from the other end, but it's we're like just, there's, we're males of a certain age. I think there's a combination yeah, maybe, of things. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, but the, I, it was the, it wasn't that she she actually appreciated a lot of it, but was like it just got too much for me, and it's like, eh, that's a hard one to, you know, I, I was disappointed because I wanted 
it's when you lot. show that movie to someone, you want them to yeah. love it. This is one of those movies, but I, I kind of get where yeah. it would be turning someone away. It's a fucking lot. It is a, a movie. fucking lot on you to that movie. And you know what? I don't even think it's very long. How long do you think that movie was? Two hours. It was, um, as it turns out... 23 minutes. Fuck. <laughs> in fact, we're still in the movie, Tom. We've uh, always been here. <laughs> I can't find it now, but... I want to say it was like an hour and a half or something crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Gosh, fucking... Yeah, it was really, but, really good. Well, but let me ask you this. Should I watch Please. it again? Oh, it was an hour and 40 minutes, 49 minutes. Yeah, you should watch it again. Uh, and then not watch it for a long time. I don't plan, yeah. I plan on not seeing this movie for like five years or something. Every once in a while, there's a movie that comes out that kind of takes it out of you as a viewer. Oh, this did it? This is one of those. Beat our buns. Oh, beepity, 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 beepity. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought we'd have more to say about this movie, but it's I, I don't know what this is going to sound like to anyone who's listening to this podcast, because it's like, we're not revealing much, we're just sort of guffawing about how, oh, oh, but it's it's hard, to, it's hard to talk about this movie with someone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, this is, yeah. Although I gotta Kill say July. this, as a, as a person who's always been kind of fascinated by the notion of lighthouses... I still am. <laughs> to be honest, it was pretty cool in a different way. I never got the like. Let's what, let's go up to the uh, point right and like, look at a lighthouse from three hundred feet away. Ugh! Uh, but I'd but love I, to see the inside of a lighthouse. I want to fucking live there, man. I would. I want. I think Peach Dragon fucked me up on that one. I never saw it. You never. I know huh. you've been. You've been. That's the companion. That's to one this of movie. two movies you've been talking about: <laughs> Peach Dragon and <laughs> and another one. I forgot. Uh, um, oh. oh. Uh, Boondock Saints. I mean, yeah, you gotta watch. No, that. no, it's, uh, <laughs> old boy. You keep. I gotta see old boy. You've you never th- seen old you, boy. You know that I have it because you asked me about it all the time. You've been talking about it for ten I, years. But I don't care, so I don't remember that. Sorry, right, right, sorry. right. I gotta see it because it's an important movie. To you. I, I, I just haven't gotten around to it. Old, old boy. I thought, yeah, old boy. It's old boy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's old Korean. Boy. Is it Korean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that. South Korean, not North Korean. I think Jessica also like <laughs> wanted you to see this too. Who? Jessica. No, I, I don't think she's That's where I first heard about this movie. It was from her. Interesting. You have, well, <laughs> here's the problem. You might be right, but you also have maybe the worst memory of anyone I know. You've never said that before. <laughs> All right. I love you, man. Fuck out of here. All right. Out of my lighthouse, buddy. Arr.